0: Welcome back to Supernatural Academy reading. The author is Maria Grant. So I will be starting with chapter four. Class begins. First class went by in a blur of members, numbers, and equations second class involved learning how to play volleyball lunch was fantastic and third class is happening now sophie and kaya are seated in the back talking with some sirens as a tall man enters the room the man is about six seven with blonde hair crystal blue eyes and a slightly rounded stomach with thin arms and legs he's wearing a white sweater vest that makes sophie cringe welcome to world history the untold edition in this class we will discuss all the nitty-gritty of the world involving politics wars major disasters migration and the things kept hidden in the shadows like supernaturals the man bellows with a smile on his face my name is mr kowalski and i will be teaching you history The class actually goes pretty fast and Kaya learns a lot. She's always been a fan of history, especially the way Mr. Kowalski teaches it, which involves lots of similes and metaphors along with a great deal of enthusiasm. The bell ringing makes everyone stand and bustle about Kaya's mind swirls with newfound knowledge of how some of the supernaturals became to be. Let's do lunch tomorrow. Tiandra and Kamiya, the sirens, declare as they head out the room. Sure thing. Sophie responds back as she and Kaya head out the room. Okay, so. Sophie is cut off by Re waving and approaching the two of them. Hey, you two! Ree smiles kindly. He turns his attention to Kaya. Ready for a breakout? Kaya ignores the stare she's getting from onlookers and nods as Ree places his arms over her shoulder, steering them away before Kaya can barely say bye to Sophie. People stare at you often? Kaya raises a brow as they walk. Here? Yeah. Re chuckles like he knows something. Kaya doesn't. Which. Reed chuckles like he knows something that Kaya doesn't, which probably is true. The class is just over here. Come. Kaya looks at the door and sees it. Sir. Says J three eighty four. Before she can enter the room, her name is being called from a distance. She turns in confusion to see who could possibly be calling her. Kaya, over here! Chase the guy from check in. Waves over to him. Chase is leaning on a wall in the midst of talking to a group of people that's surrounding him. He shuffles his way from out of the center and starts to meet Kaya halfway, smiling his face. Reed is still close behind Kaya, having decided to walk up behind her. "Hello, Chase," Reed announces politely, but his actions are passive aggressive. He's smiling at Chase while putting his body in front of Kaya at this same time Reed is acting as if he's trying to shield her from Chase's line of sight Kaya and I need to get to our breakout session you understand right Yeah, I have to get to mine as well, but I wanted to invite Kaya to a party I'm throwing. Chase starts. However, before Chase can finish his invite, Reed is placing his hand on Chase's chest and is giving him a tight smile. She'll decline. Reed speaks for Kaya, who's completely bewildered at what is going on. She didn't even know Reed could have this kind of side to him. He's quiet, yet dangerous, like a lioness hunting its prey. Kaya is too stunned to even be outraged. I'm pretty sure she can speak for herself, Chase knocks in reply. Kaya, would you like to attend uh, yeah, Kaya would like to attend, but seeing the cold shoulder coming from Reed lets her know was best for her to bow out with Grace at this moment. She'll get the backstory later. Knowing Reed for these two weeks, the guy is mild manner at his worst, so to see this side of him must mean some serious bad blood. Sorry, I'll be declining, Kaya announces. It's like Reed said. She makes sure to smile hard enough so that she can force a dimple to show. Chase's jaw clenches in obvious aggravation before he chuckles a bit of laughter, of disbelief. Here I thought you were different. Chase shakes his head and turns to walk away, joining the waiting crowd he was surrounded with before. Chase places his hand in the center of Kaya's back and gestures to the room that they were about to walk in before the distraction. "'You were so going to tell me what that was about,' Kaya demands as she looks up to glare at Reed He gives a brief nod as he places his bag down by the front door. Kaya takes a moment to take in the empty classroom. There are no desks, no chairs, just cool wooden floors and large windows. She looks over at Reed and sees him sitting down on the floor, legs crossed as his back touches one of the floor-to-ceiling windows.' Kaya wonders where everyone is. Our teacher, Mr. Wilderman, will be here soon. Reed answers Kaya's unasked question. The younger kids like to go with him to his car in order to help him bring in the supplies for our lessons. See, sometimes we practice controlling water, sand, dirt, and so on, so he keeps the supplies in his trunk. Do we learn in the middle of the room? She dresses to a large empty space. We sure do. Reed's excitement peeks through Mr. Wilderman will go also will also allow us to go outside some days so we can practice in larger environments, but he says learning small, isolated controls is a lot harder anyways, so he prefers a classroom setting. Kaya nods even though she's not really sure as to what Reed is talking about. She doesn't know anything about her powers. She, what she does know is that she wants answers for Reed's earlier behavior. Since we seem to have some time... Care to explain to you what that rude scene was back there? Kaya nods her head towards the door. Reed slumps his back and shifts to get into a seemingly better position. All Sophie was able to tell me was that werewolves and magicals don't really get along. As for you, you failed to mention your own hostility towards them. Or at least that chase guy. There's a lot we don't even know, Reed begins in defeat. All we were told by our teachers and our parents is that 20 years ago, a group of magicals began doing dark spells. They became druids. Druids are magicals that are not bound by just nature and other natural rules and regulations. Kylie listens intensely, as she's told the story, trying to wrap her head around what she's hearing. Druids are basically magicals who can perform solo magic. They don't have limits or registration or restrictions like most magicals and that's because they practice dark spells. Things that require sacrifice. Kaya isn't sure she's liking where Rita's going with this. They aren't bound by the council. There's councils? How very twilight... Kaya jokes, yes, we have a council apparently twenty years ago and the magical turned druid. They went around kidnapping, sacrificing werewolves. Kaya lets her eyes let her clothes for a brief moment and she processes Reed's words where the Druids ever caught. Kaya dares to ask. Two of them took the fall for it, but Sophie's mom isn't convinced they even had anything to do with the murders. Reed explains. So now werewolves, hey magicals. Makes sense, Kaya responds somberly. Why just werewolves though? Easy acts, I presume. That and they're closer to nature than any other supernatural species around here. Hard to kill though. That doesn't really answer the question to why you were so hostile to chase. Kaya dares to remind him, Reed Helm's now that's for a different day, Root responds, because he honestly doesn't want to get into it. Not right now. And not here. Kaya hums in response, in place with the loose thread on the hem of her skirt. Her mind is reeling right now with questions, comments, and concerns. Why would her dad keep something so massive from her? Why is her mom even coping? How is her mom even coping? Why does Chase seem so keen on being friendly to her when he supposedly hates magicals lastly? Why does it feel like this is only the beginning of something massive? You alright? Reed is waving his hand in front of Kaya's face, and there's a look of concern that lets her know he's been trying to get her attention for a few, but she hasn't responded. She shakes away the haze and blinks to gain focus into the present. Sorry. Kaya mumbles as she runs a hand through her hair, just thinking, processing more like. The door opens right after she gets finished talking and in front three little kids, squealing as they carry brown boxes bigger than themselves. They dump the boxes in front of Reed and begin to attack him with hugs and kisses. Reed! They shout, hey little ones! Reed giggles as he starts to tickle them. They squirm and hit his chest until he relents and lets them go. Little kids have always been known to follow Reed around. He honestly doesn't mind. Makes him feel like he has a purpose, like he's a mentor of some sort. Settle down now, a man's voice calls out. Kaya sees a pasty looking guy into the room. He's about five foot six with short arms and a very skinny build. He has two bags in his hands and he places them down idly by his own feet. Hello, the man waves to Kaya. Hi, I'm Kaya, she announces herself. The kids seem to finally notice Kaya, and they proceed to squint their eyes as they take her in. You're new, one of the little boys says. Yes, I am. Kaya says kindly, hi, my name is Jason. He responds back proudly, even pussing out his chest. I'm seven, and I can already create small rainstorms. Impressive. Impressive. Kaya doesn't miss a beat. She's not even lying either. Well, my name is Garrett, and I'm five. Garrett announces and smiles wildly to show a missing front tooth. Nice to meet you, Garrett. Kaya weighs as she says. My name is Miranda, but I go by Missy because my mom always says, Missy, who told you to do that? Miranda states with confidence. I'm seven as well, and I can create rainstorms too. She glares at Jason as she says this. Kaya has to force back a chuckle. Impressive on your part as well, Missy. Kaya has a laugh as she talks. Guess it's my turn then. The man announces, as he runs his hands through his ginger hair. My name is Mr. Wilderman, and I teach magical control and supernatural history. He announces. Everyone, please stand up and stand in the middle of the room. Kind of nervous, Kaya. Day. Looks to read for reassurance before doing is told. Reed, warn me. You don't know how to use your powers yet. So today will be basics one-on-one session. Mr. Wilton and Stacy, kind. All right, kids. I want you to circle around Miss Cotel and help her channel her energy. And the kids do as they are told, fighting to be the first one to line up in the circle. Reed and Mr. Wilderman follow, closing in the circle around her. Kaya's never felt more claustrophobic than she does right now. What are you going to do? What you're going to do now is close your eyes, Mr. Wilderman says. I'm going to get some water really quick, so just stay like that. Mr. Wilderman's voice sounds far away, so Kaya assumes he's getting the water. All right, hold out both kind both palms. Kaya listens to the command. She feels a splash of water trickle into her hands, some pulling remaining pooled in her hands. In her palms, other droplets fall into the ground. Don't worry about the water falling through the cracks. That happens sometimes. What you have to focus on is the water still in your hands. Kaya listens to the advice, thinking it has a special meaning for life as well. Fill the water in your hands, Mr. Wilderman continues. The texture of it, the coolness of it. Imagine being submerged in water. waters all around you and it slowly becomes you. Consumes your entire body. Now channel that feeling and imagine making the ocean stir. Small ripples forming around you. Kaya imagines it all. She thinks back to when she was nine Her dad taught her how to surf while they were vacationing in Hawaii. She remembers the small waves and the feeling of being free. She feels a tug start pulling in her gut. A tingle starts in her legs and slowly works up to her entire body. She can feel the hair stand on her arms and the water in her palms start seeping out through her finger cracks. Instead, she can feel it moving, chancing it. She opens her right eye, then her left eye. Sure enough, the water is rocking back and forth like a small wave. She's so shocked. She whips her hands to her mouth in surprises, making the water fall to the floor. Laughing, Reed pats her on the back and rubs her head before pulling away. Good going, Kaya. On your first try, he says proudly. Not knowing what to say, she smiles and proceeds to squeal behind her hands. She did it. She made the water ripple. The dawning realization that all this is real consumes her. Practically natural, Mr. Wilderman agrees. Now let's get rocking, you guys. He claps his hands, in the three kids all cheer the rest of the class goes by in a blur by the end of the hour she's sad to have to part ways she stuck to only dealing with water but she did watch a recreate a mini tornado out of the cool air coming from the water and the warm air coming from the classroom it was completely incredible and even though they are now headed outside to go home she's still thrilling about it you're so impressive kaya gushes Ree blushes as he shakes his head. I've been doing it for a long time. You'll be on my level in no time. Reed says honestly. Kaya snorts her disagreement as they push open the doors for the back corridor. Only to see Chase sitting on one of the benches. He eyes Kaya and smiles before hopping up and working his way over. Reed. Again, Chase deadpans. Reed's demeanor changes immediately His back goes stiff. It's just like watching two faces of the same coin, switching by just a flip. Are you stalking her? Reed quips straight to the point. No. Chase says slowly as if talking to someone who speaks a different language. I'm merely trying to talk to her without a magical bodyguard in the way. Magicals and wearables have nothing to discuss. Reed announces. And Kaya gets a the feeling there's more to the story than what is being disclosed right now. Great, more secrets. We have a lot to discuss, but you just don't want to hear it, Chase, because we was lie and you're all violent, cruel, and untrustworthy creatures getting into fights and causing deaths everywhere you go. Rate spits and Kaya's brows increase due to her shock creatures? Chase is telling us, no longer playful, are you still mad about when we were little kids? Chase chuckles, but the laughter seems controlled, cold and cruel. His height is about a few inches shorter than Reed, but somehow the two of them seem to be on the same level. You stay the hell away from Kaya, Reed warns, and it feels like a warning true. One that shakes Kaya to her core. She feels a drop on her cheek and looks up to see dark, angry gray clouds swarming the sky. Crackles the thunder boom so loud it makes a nearby bottle shake. Kids nearby scatter and try to cover themselves in the onslaught of raindrops. Going to drown me in a thunderstorm? Reed, Chase mocks. I'm not afraid of a little water, and I'm not going to back down to someone as unintimidating. As you. You remind me of a feisty rat. Better yet, you remind me of a tapeworm, just a consumer with no backbone of your own. Wait a minute. Gaia speaks up. There's no reason to be rude. You approached us, remember? Re places a hand on her stomach and physically pushes her back as two teens, both male, approach from the rear of the school. All the other kids bustling about seem to disappear as Re drops his shoulder and gets into a stance Kai can only describe as a fighting stance. His legs are spread apart and he looks ready for an attack. Chase, need us to handle this? One of the males, whose average height and kind of large in weight, says... Talk to my fist, dog breath. Kaya whips around and sees Anders barreling out of the school, and landing a solid punch on the guy who just spoke. Without warning, another guy close to chase begins to strip and morphs into the largest grey wolf Kaya has ever witnessed. Her heart rate starts to increase as the rain continues. Declan appears just as the wolf morphs. Be happens and Declan uses his ability to fling the wolf about 20 feet in the air before slamming it onto the ground doesn't even make the wolf flinch. The thing just hops up and charges again. Declan goes to fling it again, but the wolf uses his strength to remain grounded before clipping at Declan's feet. Declan trips and manages to use his left hand and make the wolf spin around in circles until it's too dizzy to stand up. Then when Kai is looking to the left, she sees Anders striding like a guy, punching him over and over again as another stranger comes and knocks Anders to the side. Everyone stop! The loud voice belongs to Malcolm, who is walking outside with a scowl on his face, angry, disappointed in everyone. Sophie is right behind him, shaking her head. That's when everything stops going in slow motion and reality kicks in. There are students all gathered around now, some filming on their phones, another just gaping at the scene, looking really quick. Kaya sees Mr. Wolderman watching the fight. But then he heads back inside without a word, almost as if he wasn't really there at all. The rain stops. The almighty king has stepped off his high horse to talk to us common folk. We should be so lucky. One of the guys beside Chase sneers. The one guy who turned into a wolf decides to snort in his wolf form. Fuck off, Yasmin. Sophie gives the guy her middle finger. This fight is over. Malcolm states firmly. Reed and Chase are still eyeing each other like they have unfinished business. It's far from over. Chase is looking at Kaya now. I'll catch you alone some other time. I'm done playing nice. He walks away before anyone can say anything else to him. His friends all leave. One of them grabbing the clothes belonging to the wolf. Kaya just stands as she watches him leave and she's dumbfounded by what just happened. Come on guys. Malcolm leads the way back to the house. Kind, inquisitive mind is reeling and she wants to demand they give her answers. But based on the tension suffocating the group right now, she decides against it. She does wonder, however, what Chase meant by he was done playing nice. Is her life actually in jeopardy? Not knowing what else to do, she falls in line. She looks and sees Sophie comforting Malcolm. Andrews comforting Reed and Gates comforting Declan. Everyone has someone and they all just belong. As she walks back to the house behind all of them, she can't help but wonder if she even belongs here in the first place.